3: What's going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Broadcast. Coming at you, not live, from a series of frock quarters. I'm Vince Mancini. Uh, we got a whole gang here. We got Joseph Clitico. We got Bobby Hacker. And with us, as always, we got the irregular regular,
4: Mr. But Matthew it wasn't Lieb. a bot. It was a but lobster. Lum, lum. I don't know, man. Fuck.
5: <laughs> lum, lum. <laughs>
3: there you go yeah yeah we got it uh, it's uh, very hello. exciting because this is the tech this
6: is the text thread group I, yeah. this is the text thread
4: <laughs> yeah this is everyone in the text thread all getting together finally to like hey let's talk about the stuff we, we talk about in the text thread or at least uh you know some of it
3: yeah that's, that's a, a lot of the like stuff such a,
7: <laughs> like an npr adjacent title for a podcast welcome back to the text thread
4: <laughs> this is just uh, subject matter real subject matter that we bring up uh in our day-to-day lives well, uh in a text well, thread it's
7: actually
6: it actually has a better name than that maybe maybe bobby could
7: tell <laughs> that story <laughs> that's a great story i mean i laugh every time i see that there's a message from the the text thread which is <laughs> uh titled <laughs> I can not say that. Um <laughs> Latin plump Pumpers.
4: <laughs> and, and it's like so, uh, you said a profile picture for the text thread that is uh yeah. it looks like um uh, a 1980s uh latino man uh holding some titties.
6: <laughs> well, it's the cover for the DVD of Latin pl-
7: or the VHS of Latin plump Pumpers.
6: Oh, yeah, is it's
4: that an
7: actual, it's an actual
4: movie. It's oh. a movie
7: called Latin Plum Pumpers. Yeah. That was so it's, a, it's a, a,
4: like a pornography?
7: Yeah. It is. I
4: okay. feel yeah, like that one was day,
3: like, so much more innocent back then. Like now there would be incest <laughs> involved somehow. Yeah. Like one of them would have to be the other step sibling at least.
4: Yeah. The fucking, the, the kink in the 80s was like, oh, these guys are Latin. Yeah.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And they like, yeah, uh... they like girls who are plump.
4: people were like wow sign me up guys are Latin (laughs) this is dirty now it's like uh you know these guys it needs to be like MS-13 fucking ISIS (laughs) have you guys seen sometimes there's like you know in like Pornhub there will be like uh like a whole section of like women in hijab like like fucking women in, in hijabs and it's just like I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like that's disrespectful. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's like depicting the prophet Muhammad, but worse. Yeah. That's a, that's a HJJ.
4: What? what you, oh, a job, hand job? A ha- job job. A job job. Oh yeah. 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 I yeah, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah.
3: good. <laughs> you guys, I know you guys like comedy, so I feel like I got a really good clip to play for you.
4: Oh, do you have some stand-up comedy to play for us? Yeah, yeah. This was a comedy set
3: (laughs) inside the show. uh, And just like that, which is the Sex and the City sequel. Or the Sex yes. in the City? What I don't know. Reboot? I feel like they reboot. could. They should have just called it Sex in the City.
4: Yeah. Continued. Why the fuck? That was the biggest stupidest. Because yeah. they, because they, they're all middle aged, and they knew that it wasn't really going to be about fucking. Which oh. it, it, the the original show wasn't either. It was. I mean, it was Samantha did all the fucking while yeah. uh, everyone else just complained, just nagged at their <laughs> lovers. Well, that's what women get together and do, Matt. Obviously. Oh, they just just a bunch of fucking just. Turkeys go, his come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like men. Men have podcasts uh, together. We have <laughs> conversations. On, yeah. Intellectual. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, are, are you playing it? Because I can't hear anything. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh. In my
5: life, I've dated men. I've dated. Women, I've dated <laughs> men who actually know how to please a woman. He was nice. <laughs> um, I've dated pretty much everyone in here. Cheer if I fucked you. Cheer if you fucked me. Cheer if you want me to fuck you.
0: <laughs> when you said VIP seats, I assume there'd actually be seats.
4: Because it's, it's standing room only there. Yeah, okay, so this is, uh, for those of you who don't know what's going on, there's a character in this, because I'm now watching the series. I'm deeply invested in it because I watched all of Sex in the City with Francesca, and now, you know, including both movies.
3: It's great to put on after you watch something that, like, requires brain power, and then you just put on the stupidest thing in the world, and you're like, oh, wow, uh-huh. look, she's wearing a different hat now.
6: It, yeah, it, dude, it would, be, yeah. It, would, it would be a good set if she had just repeatedly said, Cheer if you want me to fuck you. Like, just yeah, came o- out with that. Over and over. Cheer and if over. you want me to fuck you.
4: In a way, it's very similar to a Joe Clinico set. Uh, Cheer
8: if you want me to fuck you. But, like, so
4: in this new version of sex and the city, um, fucking, uh, Carrie, uh, Sarah, Jessica Parker is, um, now a podcaster. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh yeah (laughs) really (laughs) yes she's now she now has a podcast which she goes into a really fancy studio to do and uh, i'll tell you this the podcast sounds a lot like a morning zoo radio show there's a lot of like uh like bumpers where someone will go trigger warning um and uh and so her co-hosts are bobby lee and this woman that you're hearing now who is um she's not a comedian she is uh, she's an actress and um, but she plays a comedian. But you know
7: what? I think she kind of is in her own right now.
4: <laughs> in her own right, you know, she's. Yeah. I think she's definitely got a comedic voice. Uh, and yeah, so now they're going to her live comedy concert uh, that they've <laughs> said a couple of times, and it's standing room only. I swear to God, th- nobody who worked on this show has ever been to st- stand up up show <laughs> ever, ever. That it's insane. No, It's great
3: because but- you're like, you get this weird LSD vision into like what somebody thinks comedy looks like. And it's uh, right. It's pretty fascinating. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> when you said VIP seats, I assume there'd actually be seats. You know, a
5: lot of people have no idea how to process gender individuality. And that is because every time we are represented in mainstream media, we have to be from some other galaxy. right? Okay? <laughs> or like some super skinny model. Or like uh, an ethereal magical elf with an ethereal magical elf septum nose ring. Oh, and check it out. When we are earthbound, (laughs) we are always at a murder scene. Never at a birthday party.
3: You know that old trope about trans people (laughs) always being (laughs)
6: at a murder
5: scene? What? (laughs) (laughs) ethereal
6: what the fuck was the ethereal magical elf
3: with an ethereal magical septum piercing i mean don't
7: you can't use ethereal twice in a row that in such quick (laughs) succession you
3: you got to use it three times rule of threes dude come on Mm -hmm. yeah
7: that's yeah. jesus (laughs) also what
6: what fucking movie is that I, I, I think they're, uh, like I, a fucking
4: trans elf with a fucking nose ring, I, who's at a murder it's, scene. It's definitely like it, it's definitely um, a white dude <laughs> uh, who's just kind of like guessing what are trans yeah. grievances again. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, like their the, portrayal in
3: media is the, uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah 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 yeah. That's like, the thing. It's, He wrote like they wrote like a a think piece about trans portrayals. In media uh like from the the perspective of a trans person and then they just made it into like said it was a stand-up set because she says yo check this out at one point
4: yeah (laughs) and and uh and cheer if and then says like the f word too (laughs) yeah
5: party oh and there's always only one of us never with a friend just one sad non-binary character or just one sad Trans character just wandering. I'm so sad and alone. I'm so sad. Look, uh, it's okay to be sad and alone. All right, That's plenty to be sad about, but I have got news for those motherfuckers. I'm not always sad.
4: <laughs> this is like, it's, it, this is what, um, People who haven't seen Nanette think Nanette is. This is like <laughs> like the assumption of Nanette, because just based on the reaction is like, you know, uh, is people reading articles like this is not real stand up comedy. And they assume that that's that's what it is. It's like it's just a, it's a woman on stage just going through various identities that she has. Yeah. And getting listing them and getting. Off, and getting yeah. Yeah, getting cheers and claps and and some sassy snaps. I love, I love, uh, I love the good sassy snaps. It is, it is such like a, it's such a weird facsimile of what someone assumes stand up comedy is like now. And I can't imagine the person writing it didn't think like. All right, so comedy sucks now. How do I
6: <laughs> Well, do also I write you, this? you you could never have that many women in a comedy club audience without half of them shouting out and ruining punchlines.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Just a,
4: a giant bachelorette party. <laughs> um That is not true. And the opinions of Joe Sinclitico do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the (laughs) film Um, Yeah,
3: I like that their idea of what comedy is, is that like these rich, overdressed women just go to a room and then someone gets on stage and says they're non-binary and then they go, woo, And then it's like, all right, well, that was amazing. It's great because like after this scene, she talks about how amazing it was and how it like changed her life.
4: Yeah, no, like, it inspires Miranda to uh, have a lesbian kiss, which is, like, it just shows, like, that is, like, a very funny statement on, like, the weak-mindedness of the modern <laughs> white rich woman. <laughs> right. Where they're just, like, they're literally just, like, I have been recruited into your gay agenda. Like, it's it's just immediately she's she is uh, reinforcing, like, right-wing stereotypes of what of what like right wingers think will happen if gay people get to talk uh, in a public space. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's just like all of a sudden everyone just becomes a lesbian. (laughs) It is. uh... I said, woohoo. Does that mean I am a lesbian? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
7: It's (laughs) Um, it's pretty amazing. Do you know what it reminded me of? And I have to, the the, the way I saw this section of the show was really weird because I woke up to it out of a dead (laughs) sleep so it was like part of like i was trying because katie was watching it when i was sleeping and it like woke me up and i started started going into it in this weird dream state and then when i realized it was real like it it was the oddest feeling because i was like watching people watch her and it reminded me of this thing and i have to be very careful because i don't want to uh, incriminate anyone Mm -hmm. but a company a company i worked for in lieu of a party during the pandemic had a trans comic do a zoom show Mm. and it was like beat for beat the same thing it was like somebody (laughs) took like a zoom comedy show and transcribed it into a live setting did you kind of get that feeling it's (laughs) it just seemed like that to me wait 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 like the so,
4: but you're saying beat for beat in terms of like the the set was the same way. I, no, 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 no.
7: I'm just saying her cadence through the whole thing. Oh, yes, sort of comes off like Zoom comedy. Yeah, like I no, understand yes. these aren't real jokes. She's not a real comedian. We're acting here. This is this is a scene. But it did come off like Zoom comedy, and I'm wondering. I'm just wondering if there's any <laughs> any part of this inspired by somebody seeing such a great brave <laughs> zoom comedy show
4: i mean but, i i feel like the uh like the actress who plays this comedian like first of all i had to look up to make sure she was an actress because like my first thought mm-hmm. was like what comedian hold on would... she's
3: non-binary i don't know if we're, if we're like
4: Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I was. Uh, all right. I think. Uh,
3: I don't know. I, she says she's non-binary in the. Thing, they say so they're non-binary.
4: All right. Yes. Use correct okay. pronouns. There we go. But right. I I had to look up to see if this was an actual comic because I like freaked like for a second. I was like, if this is a real comedian, they they must be like freaking mortified that this is what they like, <laughs> yeah, like what came out of it because it is the most embarrassing set. Like, every every comedian on Twitter, as soon as this came out, started like like posting about it and making fun of it because it was, it just seemed like, uh, you know, it seems like a, a weird, like, otherworldly facsimile of what stand up looks yeah. like. And uh, so it, it is an actress uh, who she's on, like, they are on Grey's Anatomy and, uh, And honestly, they did a great job of, like, mirroring mirroring the cadence of the type of kind of, like, more woke, like, progressive comic. Um, But the material itself is just so... It's not material. Right. It's It's just, like, a statement. It's It's like a statement
3: of purpose. It's like you're reading... It's a TED Talk. Yeah, you're reading, like, your personal statement to get into college, like, as a... uh, Yeah. In the the cadence of jokes.
4: And it's so mean, because, like, there are... (laughs) like there are trans comics who write jokes
7: like, yeah. <laughs> they have yeah, actual it, material so, so isn't that weird that like her whole excuse me um their whole act is essentially uh sort of exposing these tropes about the trans community but sh- Like effectively doing the same thing to the trans comedy scene. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It it sort of just cancels itself out. Yeah. It's like you're,
4: uh, yeah. You're like, our portrayals in media are poor. Let me reinforce that with the fakest fucking stand up (laughs) set with no jokes and everyone wooing instead of laughing. What are they doing? I feel like
3: this is is a history that shows have of like depicting. stand-up sets where that are just objectively terrible but everyone yes. is eating them up like they're the funniest i vividly remember seeing like a one of um uncle joey's stand-up sets in the in like a full house episode and everybody <laughs> and it cutting back to the audience and them having the greatest time and it was just like him doing like a impersonation of a chipmunk it was
4: <laughs> i mean that's a great joke yeah <laughs> If it's a good enough impersonation, then then that's a great job. Like he
3: had to cut it out. That was his like catchphrase. Oh thing. hell yeah! He had a
4: catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, cut it yeah. out. Well, I mean, it's funny because it's like, it, like looking at that set reminded me a lot of w- watching Jim Brewer, uh, <laughs> kind of like descend into his like anti-vax madness of late. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you guys seen any of the sets from Jim Brewer? Yeah, he does the go-boy thing. Oh, I got to. Oh, they're incredible, dude. It's like just him doing dinosaur noises or like the noise of like a a bird for like 30 (laughs) seconds with an unmiked audience so it sounds like he's bombing and then going, that's what people are like today, man. Just a bunch of like little idiot birds just doing whatever Fauci says. And I was like this this is the same thing as the sex in the city the fake uh stand-up set except for this is an actual comic who's doing it um yeah. it's sad
7: you know because he was like our generation's joke piscopo <laughs> totally he was our,
4: <laughs> he, now was our...
7: Gonna... he was our generation's goat boy <laughs> he was he was our Piscopo. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh man but yeah the, 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 that 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 Sex in the City. It's funny because I, 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 there was part of me that was just like, this feels like it was written by a really bitter white male stand up comic. Yeah. This is what comedy is now. Yeah. You just go up and you say, I'm trans. And everybody goes, woo. Yeah. And then you immediately get a special. Yeah. Like that. That's what it, it felt like. Cause it was like, it was, it was bad to the point of being mean. And I was like, and they, but they weren't framing it as, as bad. They were no, framing it framing as good. they're it as
3: like the most life-changing experience that any of those characters ever had. The show right. is funny because it is weird, like comfort food. You can just sit, sit mm-hmm. through it. Like it's blends into the background. You're never, mm-hmm. you never feel like you missed a plot point because it's always the exact same thing over and over <clears> again. <throat> and, uh, it's a little bit like a time capsule because I feel like it comes from an era when like an actor could be as bad as Sarah Jessica Parker and still top line in HBO series.
4: Yeah. 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 because yeah. These you're different, different times, man.
3: She kind of does the same thing as the comedian where she like reads all her lines as if she's like reading aloud one of the essays in the right.
4: Yeah. I mean, she's, she's not a great actress, um, but it is kind of <laughs> like, I don't know. I I get why Sex and the City worked. Sex and the City worked because it was this like really um, kind of quick raunchy sitcom that could exist in this like world of, you know, before fucking, you know, prestige TV, you know, HBO hadn't blown up yet. So it was like, what if we did a sitcom that was about actual sex where people you see titties and we talk about coming and all that stuff. Mm hmm. So it like you know, it made sense in that kind of context. Yeah. But in like twenty twenty one, you know, everything is streaming, everything is already raunchy, um, and then making the show like forty five minutes long and <laughs> not about sex, it really is just like what if middle aged women had jobs?
7: <laughs> it's Dude, like, you know what's you know what's what? really funny about it? When when uh So, when my wife put on the the first episode, I was brushing my teeth in the bathroom and I was listening to it and it hit me. It's like, and it continued when I was like watching the screen, but when I was just listening to the dialogue, it's like, this sounds like a fucking table read. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. what it does, the entire <laughs> show, like every episode I've seen is basically just the table reading. Really. Yeah. yeah and like that, there's almost. That's the
4: acting no side. It also, well, yeah. it felt
3: like every episode was just reminding you of who each character was. Like every single, mm-hmm. every individual scene of Sex in the City is just like Miranda being like, I'm the smart one. And Kristen Davis being like, yeah. I'm innocent. And Samantha being like, I'm the slut. I love Dick. Uh, but no Samantha. Yeah, no more Samantha. No Samantha. Yeah. She was Which, like the key element there
4: she, honestly she was the kramer then they were like oh let's do this what, without kramer and it's like what nah. was the
7: what was the feud because there's a feud between her and the um
4: it's money i think there, she's not getting paid as as much as like the rest of the cast or something like that and oh, good um, for her then yeah, I'm 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 one hundred percent Team Samantha. I think you Me know, too. The, the idea that they would wanna continue doing this shit and not pay them all like I mean did we, did the we audacity. Fi- did we find out that
3: they wrote Chris Noth out of the show because like they knew he was going to get like accused of uh being a sex sex? Test? I mean,
4: I don't know, but it all happens so fast that I'm like, had to be, right? Yeah. Because it seems like something they're like. What did
7: he do? He held somebody down and fucked them? he yeah, raped there, was, two like, yeah women. there
6: was
4: rape rape
3: allegations i
4: think he straight up
3: raped um, two they have women. A, name,
6: a name they have a name for that <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> what did he do like he like held someone down he did, he did something a, it's like some he sort of non- somebody down and
7: fucked them and yeah. I was like, so that's a thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> so
4: that happened uh yeah he raped two women and like uh you know allegedly um but you know, probably uh, he's he's a you know, he's a dickhead. Um, a friend of mine who will rena- remain nameless um, interviewed him once and was like, uh, oh, uh, so uh, Chris, I'm here with Chris, no- uh, Chris Noth. And he goes, Noth. Did you say Noth? It's Noth. And then was I always did uh, wonder. Yeah, it's Noth. And um, just like which the is- famous
3: horror director, Eli Roth.
4: <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing not makes sense I, I understand why someone would think it was not but he was like it's not jewish it's noth and um lo and behold i guess he never heard the phrase noth means noth oh man <sighs> uh, i was Anyways. gonna say i was gonna
3: say noth is what uh mike tyson turns on when he's cameoing in the fast and the furious movies he flips oh he flips yeah the switch. Right. yeah
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. turn on that noth um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was really funny about like the whole like uh, Chris Noth getting canceled thing was like first he dies, and then Peloton makes that ad with him, and it was just like we made a, a viral ad and fucking in one day, you you so you have no excuses to get your health in order or something. You guys see the viral? No, ad? no, it's it's Chris oh, Noth. I,
3: I like I feel like I heard <clears throat> about the Peloton thing like yeah. 1800 times before I even knew that the show was going on mm-hmm. in a way that, so I assume this is part of the same, uh,
4: publicity. Yeah, he campaign. dies He dies on a Peloton. He has a heart attack while he's doing, uh, uh, where, where, while he's on a Peloton in, uh, the first episode of, and just like that. And, um, I guess Peloton was like, well, that's probably bad press. So what if we can get him in an ad? Uh-huh. So they got him and the lady who played his like personal Peloton trainer to do an ad for Peloton. And they just like released it on Twitter and probably like Instagram and stuff. And, um, you know, kind of like a hat tip to the whole, you know, dying on a Peloton thing in the show. And then they bragged about how they made the ad so fast. Um, and then two days later, (laughs) he got called out for doing the old double rape down the hold down
6: sex. Yeah. Yeah. and
4: (laughs) Doing the, the surprise sex. Yeah. Surprise, (laughs) uh, sex. And then, um, yeah. And I just thought it was like very funny that Peloton was probably like,
7: ah, fuck,
4: you know, (laughs) know, it's, it was
7: really funny because like one of my good friends died on a Peloton Uh, earlier this year. He, he came back to life. But yeah he oh, apparently that's good. had he had an underlying heart problem and he he was on the peloton he blacked out um i got this phone call saying that he's on life support jesus and it was like really scary i mean it was it was like two weeks his life was in the balance but he had been out for minutes before his wife found them oh my and god luckily enough she uh she, i love he's, he's a young dude kind of too. Depressing. Yeah, really young and like very active, always worked out. Like whenever we were at work, he spent more time in the gym than the office. And just in time, she she knew what to do. She was like patting him down with ice packs and everything, making sure his brain doesn't explode. Mm-hmm. The, you know, um, paramedics got there, CPR, like it wasn't working at first. And then they finally got him. And yeah, man, he was like in a coma for a while and he pulled out of it. He's got a pacemaker now, but
4: so he's still Uh, alive and he made it
7: the thing is like he doesn't have to watch this because his wife is so triggered by a peloton and now sex in the city she's like i want nothing to do with that show and he's like stoked because he didn't want to have to watch it
6: dude didn't that dude didn't that dude go to like a, a fucking he went to like a there's like something that like disneyland does where they like bring in like teenagers and then they all stay at disneyland and work over the summer or something right there's yes. some, no when
7: he campus? when he went in when he went to college he he worked at disney like he loved it what the fuck but what? i thought he i thought he like it was like more than that
6: like you you like go and there's like a campus in disneyland that's just all for young teams? people that just like stay there and work at disney
7: like yeah it school. was something like that This am sounds... sure was he was he was homeschooled, so he doesn't know what high school is. Okay, um, so was high school darkest... at Disneyland?
4: Yeah, is that, uh, uh, I mean, essentially, up. probably was he raised by Mickey?
7: No, <laughs> I Dude, think my... it's
3: just
6: all just like dorks that like. Like, like Bobby's trying to point out, they were all dorks, and then they were like, I don't want to go to fucking Disneyland, <laughs> And then they stayed at some <laughs> campus on Disneyland, and it was all just like dorky high school kids who were super into Disney, like all they Jesus. wanted to do is talk about Disney, and they lived at Disneyland, in a campus on disneyland
4: that sounds oh, like a, that? a harem of children and i i do not support that
3: yeah i didn't like the, yeah. the first time i realized that disney was creepy this was because this was before like the phenomenon of disney adults was like a known thing uh mm-hmm. i remember i don't know probably like 12 years ago or something like that m- my girlfriend at the time we wanted to go she wanted to go to Disneyland and she bought like some discount tickets online that turned out to be like counterfeit or whatever and uh uh-huh. so she was trying to talk her way in and like she found like a nice security guard who's like oh I'll, I'll I'll let you in if you can answer like these Disney quiz questions and again this was like the security guard at Disneyland this was not like a character actor or like someone who was involved in like actual Disney things like literally just a security guard just a true believer and his his quiz questions were like the most insanely obscure shit it was like what was the first uh, cartoon on which Pluto appeared or some shit or whatever the, whatever the fucking dog? Was it
6: Steamboat Willie?
3: No, it wasn't. Like, that would be a question <laughs> that I could answer because I know, like, that's the first appearance of Mickey Mouse or whatever, but this was, like, yeah. ten times more obscure where it was like, what was the first time we saw Goofy's dog or some shit, and... And then they were all and the, and they were, he eventually let us in, but it was like, is this a normal thing that people would know the answers to these questions?
4: <laughs> not only that, like the, the security guard knows the answer to these questions. And the, there's, uh, what were the consequences for knowing them or not knowing them? It sounds like well, they, they got in anyway.
3: Yeah. We got in anyway, anyway, cause he was nice. That was kind of how we got there in the first place. But uh, like he, he was basically like, okay, you got to earn your way in kind of like, you got to be able to answer these Disney questions.
4: That feels weird. That feels we like that wasn't I'm part good of it. At-
3: like I'm good at trivia in general, but I had no idea of the things he was asking. That's so fucking weird. Yeah,
4: I don't trust anyone who works at Disneyland. <laughs> Dude, I <laughs> didn't. they too is good so at their um- jobs.
7: So almost off topic, but do you guys remember the sort of like mentally ill guy named Joshua Cosby, who's like what? Bill Cosby's biggest supporter? No, no. he has like <laughs> severe autism, and he just makes <laughs> videos singing songs called bill cosby bill cosby my brother i love you you're innocent i know you're innocent and he's this really skinny (laughs) white kid and he, he calls he calls himself joshua cosby but me and the guy who died on the peloton and had the heart attack he facetimed me when he came out of the coma and he couldn't talk like his brain wasn't working with his mouth just and i i thought i was talking to like You know, this is going to be my friend forever. And I was like crying. And he started singing those Bill Cosby songs that we used to send back and forth. And it was making me really emotional. I was like, oh, fuck, you've become like you're a shell of who you once were. And he was singing. Like, with his, like, Bell's palsied face, like, Bill, call me, I love you. <laughs> and, like, a hospital bed with an IV and all these diodes hooked up to him. I mean, he turned out to be okay. But that's that's what he was remembering talking to me about at the time. And you might want to put a link. I'll send you guys a link to Please this guy. Do. Like do. There is, there is, like, he's got hundreds of videos. And it's just him doing, like, weird dances Insane, bill cosby my brother i know you're innocent and you did not rape those women and, and i love you
4: God, oh my but God. the guy yeah but my I love buddy how he, like, like his that's proof, all he
7: was talking about
4: his proof of was life just, was just being like rock yeah. and roll mcdonald's <laughs> like <laughs> pretty
7: much <laughs> that was then, and like oh man i was so worried for like a week and then i was telling him about things like i don't remember doing that Wow! <laughs> yeah, but it's like that's where his mind went.
4: God damn, dude, that's so crazy. If one of us ever
7: Bill has. Cosby,
4: if one of us ever has a stroke or something, and then we're like talking to the other one in the hospital, and we're just like,
7: oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Dude, your brain when you're in when you're like in Alzheimer's mode or dementia, anything, your brain goes to like money and sex. Like my yeah, grandfather thought my mom was a prostitute when he was dying and said oh, like some really weird bullsh. shit and he told me that he went to jail for bestiality and i was like tell me he's making this shit up like i mean did he i don't know you should
4: look that up man yeah yeah you gotta find those arrest records <laughs> can you go to jail for that like how are they gonna catch you well, i don't know i mean it's not like the animal can talk
7: oh my god dude
4: <laughs> ain't no snitches in the animal kingdom <laughs>
7: All right. Yeah. Well. well
4: anyways, this it, is a movie it, podcast. Anywho, yeah. So. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you guys.
3: I, I don't know how "Don't Look Up" became like the most uh polarizing movie all of a sudden, but I feel yeah, like I don't it, it's just it. take after counter take about "Don't Look Up." But you guys watched it, right?
4: Uh, yeah. yeah. Saw so "Don't haven't Look Up." Long.
3: What
7: was that? I haven't seen. It. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, sorry. Um, I, I like. I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Wait what is that sorry 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 i found the bill Cosby. it It started playing (laughs) on accident it sounds like a smoking guy's
6: voice he should
3: he He should (laughs) have been in don't look up yeah joe liked it i thought it was fine like i I liked it i saw a take that was like yeah this is a really tight 90 minute like era-defining satire trapped in like a flabby two and a half hour uh
4: movie and i was like yeah that's kind
6: of you know what it reminded me of yeah it reminded me of like a like a like a live action South Park. That's exactly like what
4: that. I. That's my exact thought. It was a. It felt like a live action South Park episode, which I'm like, I'm fine with that because I like I like kind uh, of like South Park is really good at doing kind of like silly facile satire things, and yeah. so I was like, I'm but I I'm think cool South Park's with-
3: better at it. Like I thought this was sort I of. It was- like it had this definitely had had a lot of good moments like it was had a lot of good like they clearly clearly know how to write jokes but like at a certain point it was like they just kept trying to make fun of different things and like the characters kind of like their motivations and the the story didn't really go together
4: that well for me at certain points I, i i i didn't i didn't find any of it to not like yeah i didn't i didn't that wasn't my experience with it there wasn't like too like what what do you mean like who's whose motivation changed i guess like uh well, jennifer like, lawrence n-
3: well the president meryl streep she goes from uh like she knows that there is a uh, comet at a certain point and she decides that they're gonna mine it because the jeff bezos guy told her yeah. uh, told her that and Peter then, Thiel. but then it turns into like a denialist thing. And it wasn't really like she wasn't, she didn't start off denying the existence. Like, I don't understand why you would need to deny the existence of the comet in order to try and mine it. Like, those two things feel slightly contradictory to me.
4: It was, yeah, okay. It was clumsy. It was like a clumsy metaphor, right? Yes, I mean, exactly. So, yeah. but I, I'm, I think, I don't know. I think I'm just so used to like, uh, south park types of satire that i'm like uh, i'm okay with a clumsy metaphor yeah, you can still as long as work. like the
6: punchline was like str- you know it was like it was like I-, I could take that clumsy setup as long as like the punchline for the fucking joke was was funny yeah i yeah. can see that and which like, i thought which i thought most most of the time it, it kind of it, it, it delivered yeah i thought yeah, the I, I thought the thing about the about spoilers but i thought the thing about the fucking general charging money for the yeah. fucking snacks was <laughs> that was so amazing. funny
3: yeah that was great and,
6: and vince after you spent all that time fucking brutally bullying jonah hill <laughs> ruining, his days, <laughs> ruining his life i think mm. you have to admit that he was fucking hilarious oh no he
3: was perfect I, I, my description of that was like he played that character as one is uh, like half his inside socal character which uh, which is like his other best role like dad is just a kicker uh and then and then half (laughs) himself in the clean and rad and powerful uh email yes
4: yeah i maybe i'm i i feel like i'm i'm crazy here but i didn't see jonah hill doing anything that he doesn't do always i I, i thought he was like kind of funny like he was funny in the way that jonah hill is funny which i think is i think he's a funny guy but i i uh i think
3: he was firmly in his lane and it was
4: it was he a was good addition in his lane, good addition to t- that movie we were talking about it like it was like a, a good performance, and I was like, it was it was funny. Yeah. It was fine. It was like I, I, I don't know. It was well I put.
3: It. it. I think though, like the thing with that movie is, like they go on the morning show with uh, Tyler Perry and Kate yeah. Blanchett, who are both I thought like really good as oh they're great obnoxious morning show people, and yeah. then they do like this social media recap of the appearance afterwards, and yeah. there's like four like fake social media platforms with. Not super funny names, and then they're showing like all these memes they made out of uh Jennifer Lawrence, and like the memes aren't really that good. Like it wanted to, right? I just felt like it didn't have it was really good at satirizing like the media, but not that, not but pretty bad at satirizing like social media.
4: Okay, I, yeah, I mean, I, (laughs) I agree with that for the most part. Uh, it was, but again, I think it was because because i think i give satire like that more leeway because of south park where it's like if they had said they put this movie together in uh, seven days that have been like yeah that makes sense the fact <laughs> that they you know uh obviously didn't um kind of changes it but i mean i don't know i, I the little details like that didn't take me out of what i thought was like uh a really like solidly funny if not a bit too long yeah. uh the, satire about the fact that s- climate change is going to kill us and we're not going to do anything about it
3: they uh they ended on a, a on a good joke which a lot of movies don't do like they great was, joke yeah they ended ah. on one of its best jokes so i was like all right yeah
6: and i thought i thought fucking meryl streep what's that dude's name mark rylance yeah and mm-hmm. dicaprio were fucking awesome
4: they were great like, they were so
6: good. they were fucking amazing in this
4: jennifer lawrence was and, was good i i thought well, she was
6: you know. felt
3: like that whole character was like uh i'm a 50 something year old white guy and this is my this is how i imagine like a college-age hipster to be like you know she's got the bangs <laughs> and uh oh yeah and it's like yeah. okay she's i she's mean, got bangs yeah, and she's yeah, angry I, I and she listens to wu-tang it's as like
6: hyped- eh. yeah i wasn't as hyped on her whole Thing, yeah, it wasn't that great, it, but I the, thought DiCaprio yeah. was fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm DiCaprio lover.
4: Yeah, the, okay. they didn't give Jennifer Lawrence too much funny shit to say, but um that kind of wasn't her character, though. I mean, I felt like her character was some. It was the you know the person who actually discovered the comet, and the the the, the person who the comet is named after that's going to destroy Earth, which is very funny. <sighs> And uh, no one listening to her, which is you know, it's a funny, funny sure. enough statement, I guess. Yeah, no,
3: I, the the big statements I thought were pretty dead on. I just didn't. I don't you know. know
4: what's polarizing about this movie. Like, who I think, is well, who's, I think who's, who's against I, this I th- movie?
3: I think the uh, the moral of the story is that no one should ever listen to anyone else online because, like, the discourse became like people saying it sucks, and then uh, the people who liked it saying. Oh what you don't think climate change is real? Like it became like oh no, <laughs> like if you didn't uh, if you didn't like the movie, then you disagreed with like the central metaphor uh, kind of thing. Dude,
6: I also th- I also think it did a, it it presented a pretty good case for like why uh, you know humanity would be fucked under current circumstances in a, in the face of like some sort of whatever impending doom. And that was a pretty dark, um, yeah. Thing. Sure. And I think some people just can't. I think even though they won't admit it, if a, if like really like dark comedy is hard for some, and where there's no hope sort of presented yeah. in it, is tough for some people to take.
4: They I think the think, most like that's just can, mean you're just how mean can the last cynical. two years not have proven that that's fucking true. We all know <laughs> that if a comet were headed towards the earth, we wouldn't get it together and we would die. That's true. Yeah. We all yeah. know this now, but that's, uh, that's kind yeah. of
3: the, the whole, the, like the, po- the polarization is like people getting mad that they think of you didn't like the movie. You don't agree that it, that's true. like, the politics Mm -hmm. can be dead on and it can still be not, a great story well, in, well no in but, but
4: I, I haven't heard why it's po- why it's polarizing yet i know that there are people who like it because they like the climate change message or whatever are, are there people who don't like it but for a bad reason because there's there's one the, the, to not like it because for the reasons that you're describing vince are is fine i'm like sure. i get it to be like i don't know it's kind of a clumsy metaphor it doesn't really work No, i think that's but, what
3: most of the thrust of the uh criticism was but oh, okay uh, people that liked it turned it into oh you you don't think that climate change is a problem like wh- mm-hmm. that kind of thing
4: uh, but the, the, the one, the, to me, the one the that's shitty. one poll that's not that's not polarizing that's just a single poll that's one poll of people who are who are just gonna be dipshits about it are there any dipshits i think it's more the self-righteous like
3: the self-righteousness of the creators because i like i feel like right. adam mckay and david Sirota have not uh React they've reacted to it like in ob- obnoxious ways
4: where, oh, yeah, sure. yeah, I mean, yeah, i did I did read a whole like Adam McKay yelling on Twitter about how we have to do something about climate change. And no, I was I think like, that was the whole, yeah, I think that was the whole yeah, thing. I was like, yeah, I know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we all know, bro, we all know. We all everyone anything. knows,
6: dude, this uh, for some reason it made me think of <clears> when I was in rehab, I remember. <laughs> uh telling people like in a in a group that uh like if the world was ending like i would go rob a pharmacy yes and 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 there was all these people talking about like no if the world's ending you gotta stay sober you gotta stay sober what and then and then afterwards there was some dude that came up to me i was talking to about with this dude and he's like he was like yeah man like fucking armageddon comes i'm not gonna like sword fight my way to a big book study (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's so funny he's like yeah no dude i'm not i'm not hitting the seven o'clock seventh tradition meeting over at the Rich. fucking y just so i can fucking like yeah so yeah, yeah.
7: and you know so what I didn't, see, I didn't see the movie the but if the world was ending i think we'd all know what chris Knopf would be doing <laughs> <laughs>
4: Honestly, though, like that's uh, this is why every time I see you know any kind of fucking post apocalyptic movie and whatnot, like um like you know I am Legend and he's like golfing off the end of like a fucking you know uh aircraft carrier, I'd be like I'd be in the CVS just like living right. off the dilaudid. Yeah, like, you can do both.
6: Drinking the dilaudid.
4: Yes. Yeah. Um. But Not yeah, me. I'd, I'd
7: both. <laughs> Oh, that's good, I vote, man. And then, and then I'd, I'd actually confront some of my biases.
4: Yeah, you should. You would hold I'd yourself vote. accountable. So I have a mm-hmm.
3: question. So Joe, like as a golfer, like if you were the last dude on earth, yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, Will Smith, um, I mean, would you keep golfing? Because like, on you know w- without the imp- impending apocalypse like i have certain uh golf goals but i'm wondering if those would remain if there was no <laughs> one to tell that like i beat my personal best
4: kind of thing keep talking i'm going to pee dude also
6: also you got to have fucking people to uh to run mo- the lawnmowers sure. and cut the fucking grass and do the <laughs> you know i don't know how to i don't know how to roll the greens and shit like that like so it's like uh, you would basically just be maybe at a driving range, but even then you need like a picker. I don't know. Get pretty. Get be, it get me. I mean, I, I think that we all hope that if Armageddon does happen, that it's just like orgies and fucking drugs for a while at least. And I would focus on that and then maybe get back into <laughs> golf at some point. <laughs>
3: but, you, but if you have nothing but time, like you could go out there and you could run the, you could spend your morning like doing, like mowing the lawns and then, uh and then the rest of the day golfing on the course.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be, that would be kind of cool. Also, do I get to have like a dog maybe if I had oh, a yeah. dog to keep me company, that would, that would help a lot. Yeah. But be, eventually you're going to have
3: to kill it because it keeps chasing your golf balls. It keeps yeah. Or it.
6: fuck it. You need something to fuck At some point You're gonna fuck something You just know it Yeah You're gonna like You know Have like a real doll Made of ham That you got Did in the Fucking Freezer section Or something
3: But that's your only food You can't fuck your food I mean I guess you could
6: (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah Don't worry man (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. Speaking of,
3: yeah. So speaking of bad takes, uh, Variety ran like a whole series recently called Writers on Writers, and it feels like they just uh, got like obnoxious people in media to write movie reviews so that they could then be outrage shared. Um, Oh God! There was like one by Jake Tapper, um, and then they
7: have.
6: Hey, hey, Vince! Can I interrupt you for a real second? Oh, please Did you do. guys watch? Did you watch this show? It's about. It's like another end of the world show on HBO. It's Station called Station Eleven. Uh, Station Eleven. Did you watch that show? Yeah,
3: I like. it I, I I'm like in the it middle of it right oh my, now,
6: dude. So it's like it's like such a good show when it's about the end of the world, and then all of a sudden it's fucking Shakespeare stuff, and you're like, <laughs> everybody, nobody fucking cares about Shakespeare i hate shakespeare it's the <laughs> fucking worst maybe they need it's it. so stupid why do people still keep trying the fucking shakespeare thing i don't believe you dude i don't fucking believe you. <laughs> it's just I
4: mean, a way to pretend you're fucking smart oh wait okay so that the i i'm only six epi- five episodes into that show and it's like yeah it is about a post-apocalyptic theater troupe that's true mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yes. it's but it's also, like, about trauma. I don't know, man.
3: <laughs> I'm enjoying it so
4: far. Like, I, yeah.
3: yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it too, but the,
6: the Shakespeare stuff, I just started looking at my phone. At any there's Shakespeare involved.
3: Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I, I'm still, I, I'm waiting for them to explain how they all came to be part of a post-apocalyptic uh, theater troupe, which I assume they'll yeah. get to at a certain point.
6: Well, I'm just shocked because I I just assumed I would find a, a you know similar. You'd have a similar opinion, Vince. Uh, do you like Shakespeare?
4: <laughs> why, why did you, I, you say know, that with the, the like an accusi- accusatory tone? It was just like so. Like, are you are you don't. gay? Ne- I yeah,
3: you- I'm definitely not one of those people who who is like, oh yes. Shakespeare means a great deal to me and I have like a series yeah. of fa- Like it's no, like
4: I get why people <laughs> like it though. It's like Shakespeare <laughs> I think is interesting in the same way that like, I don't know that like a really, um, a really good old song is interesting where you're just like, Oh shit. I didn't even know they knew about, you know, like, like it's something that weirdly holds up even though it's old as fuck where like a lot of the themes you're like, actually that's a pretty good story divorced from the really like you know strange old english yeah
3: i like i i definitely don't really understand why it needs to be in the same like language that we only sort of half understand right and i definitely think it seems profound partly because you don't understand what they're saying a lot of the time
4: yeah but i mean yeah it's i think it's
6: It's like they're 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 like speaking in poem so then everybody just goes it's poem yeah it's
3: smart, it's smart yeah home well it's like the, what people do with the bible like it's this weird uh you know fourth translation of like some hebrew uh store of mm-hmm. some hebrew proverb and like by the time it gets to us it's like well this is just gobbledygook now <laughs> yeah. but you attach some sort of great meaning to it because like oh this, it's old though it's old and yeah. it sounds weird and i you can kind of make it whatever you think it means because like it's very it's weird art. and vague yeah because they
4: do art
6: Dude, but by want- the way, I've been watching a lot of uh, religious channels on cable. There's like seven of them on Directv, and my uh, parents in law have Directv. And it immediately, once you go past the religious channels, it goes immediately into um, you can buy like porn. You could buy like porn on Directv, but it's got the most graphic fucking names I've ever heard. Like, here was one. It was, it was. Uh, this is like, everybody can see this. If you're just scrolling through DirecTV, one was Teen Coochie Gushers, Wet Sticky, Bring Out the Raincoat, Tight Young Girls Spread Eagle and Masturbate Until Their Sweet Spot is Hit. <laughs> and then some of the other names are like, Mom Fangs, Son's Best Friend at Sleepover. It's like, the, they're like the most like descriptive names. It's just like, woman goes into room and fucks guys goes into next room gets fucked up the ass yeah.
3: i think it's like they're trying to make it like old school pay-per-view where it was actually like a porn movie that you'd pay to watch but now it's just like a random clip that you'd find on pornhub dude, where there's not really a story this, anymore
7: this, this reminds oh, me of after the religious channels dude do you remember your bachelor party there was porn in the hotel room i was staying at there was a great title but it was obvious it was obviously like Somebody, somebody that runs the uh, metadata for the like, whatever the server that houses all the rentals is like having fun with it too. Yeah, I was, I was just in Orcas Island, <clears throat> and I saw the title of this channel. It was an is infomercial. Where, were and you it going it just, to
3: visit Matt's it, mom?
7: It, <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, it's Matt's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <I> had <laughs> to get that in there. No, it you. said it was an infomercial, and the title of it was smell the fart. And, and it, was an, it was an info infomercial for an air purifier. So it was like three in the morning and I had to like take a...
9: The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items, tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew.
1: Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.
7: Photo of it, but I was like, somebody's just fucking around.
2: (laughs) Smell the the farts! That's a great
7: channel. Yeah, too bad it's not just people
6: smelling farts, like all just an entire channel dedicated to that. Uh, Okay, I was like crying, laughing.
4: This is actually a really good segue. Look at this. Okay,
3: this is actually a really good segue because the the variety series I was talking about, the the, uh, review in particular that I wanted to talk about is from Eve Barlow, who I guess is a music journalist, but the only reason I even know who she is is because she, like, <laughs> she, like, compared people harassing her on social media to, like, a pogrom, and then everybody
4: just responded, Eve Fartlow. Uh, yeah. Until yeah. It became... <laughs> <laughs> like, like, trended on Twitter it, for, yeah. like, three days. Yeah, that's how, that's
3: how
7: I know her name. Right. right. Everyone that's, just calls her Eve That's the only Fartlow. reason
3: I know her name, too. And she wrote a review of Licorice Pizza and, uh, I just want you, I want to read you this review because, like, right off the bat, it just, uh, yeah. First sentence: You can smell the acne on Cooper Hoffman's chin. Oh, Which, oh God. I mean, can you smell acne? You can't smell acne on someone else, <laughs> that's, right?
6: That's, that's fucking gross, though. That's, yeah, good. It's, it's you can fun. feel
3: the heat on the pavement as Alana Haim sprints towards a feeling. You can taste the burgers. Fuck you.
8: From- <laughs>
3: You can taste the burgers from the drive-thru and the martini at the clubhouse bar. You can almost touch the life in San Fernando Valley that Paul Thomas Anderson remembers from the seventies or oh. dreams that were closer to the version he realizes
4: on screen. Uh, she's going to make me hate this movie. I still haven't seen it.
6: I still haven't seen it either. Yeah, I well,
4: I, my, like, I, w- well, I wish you guys great. had seen it. Cause it's like,
3: it really, she, I don't think she understands what the movie is like about <laughs> or the point of it, like
4: in any way. <laughs> she's just like sometimes images evoke different senses (laughs) yeah smell hearing or feeling yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, uh i mean did she like it the way anderson's latest ode to the part of la in which he was raised is brought to life speaks to a filmmaker who wants to embrace a less complicated world a slower world a more meaningful world A world in which you had to remember someone's phone number if you wanted to get to know them. A world in which cigarettes were still considered a rite of passage, and sushi was still new. A world in which airplanes were an exotic experience. A world in which a 15-year-old boy could order two Cokes in order to seem grown up to a girl 10 years his senior.
4: What the fuck, dude? You know what
6: would be cool if she started off the review like this?
4: Bring out the raincoat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna hit their sweet spot with this fucking raunchy licorice pizza flip. yeah get a gushy pizza um yeah
3: i mean i don't know eight. like oh, the whole take is like oh it's about he yearns
4: for a simpler time and uh i and don't you're like that's, that's not what the movie's what, about i
3: don't think that was
4: what the movie was about at all like <laughs> i i think she was specifically referring to uh whoever whatever white guy does the asian voice (laughs) Eve barlow Mm -hmm. just really is like i'll yearn for a simpler time when i could say hurrah, and (laughs) people wouldn't cancel me immediately yeah yeah it's 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 definitely like uh, yeah it's weird here i i I need to see the movie i can't if i you know if i haven't seen it it's great huh bobby it's i
7: i can't i mean you watch all these you watch all these movies uh like on Amazon for a week, just out of boredom. And Mm -hmm. it's true. They are content. Then you go see a movie like that. And you are like, wow, this doesn't look like a YouTube video. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if it was just the contrast that got me, but I was like, so jazzed walking out of that movie. Yeah. It was like an antidepressant.
4: I mean, I love, uh, I love Paul Thomas Anderson. I think he's the best, so I'll probably love this movie
7: dude yeah. he he was there we went to a screening in westwood and mm. he told he told this story about um uh, bradley cooper's character who was based on who was that producer? john peters it was john peters and he actually spent like so much time. he was like you know what i'm gonna do it anyway but i want john peter's blessing and he went to go hang out with John Peters and it was like all about that truck scene where they were going in reverse and they, you know, pick him up and everything. I'm not, no spoilers. Mm -hmm. So John Peters is like, you know, well, like, how do we, how do we have this conversation with Alana? And he goes, well, I wouldn't do it like that. And he was like, well, how would you do it? And, and it's known she's 25 years old in the movie, her character is 25 years old. He goes, well, I would try and seduce her. The audience, audible gasp <gasps> <laughs> it was the weirdest fucking thing i've ever heard <laughs> like it was strange yeah. seducing a 25 year old woman yeah. for two wow. minutes <laughs> as a stage direction how dare you
4: yeah people were just uh
6: you a know a producer just-
3: who wants to fuck a 25 year old woman <laughs> yeah, wow never been done
6: unbelievable yeah 25 is, yeah. like over the hill for producers.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, That's age the most
6: shocking part.
4: Age gap um is uh is like light rape or something like that. There's something there there's like a uh there's a, there's power, a imbalance, age, so, yeah, you know, power imbalance. So Yeah, power imbalance. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like uh it's third degree. <laughs> sexual assault
7: yeah because if you're considered is... as a woman you're retarded until you're 30 right yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: not even that it's like but if there's a 70 year old who's with a 30 year old then the age gap is still it's still there's a power imbalance. at some point though the yeah. power imbalance i'm sorry is like if the guy's 90 the 30 year old woman can win the, in a fight so i feel like the power imbalance changes
6: <laughs> well no i was gonna say like a 50 year old dude dating a 20 year old girl like he's doing whatever the fuck she wants you know, yeah. that guy, the power, she holds all the power in that situation.
4: Yeah, because she's he's, more that's, limber. That's his,
6: well, and that's his, like, lease new fucking lease on life, right? That's, like, his yeah. bringing him back. Third wife. From the
4: grave. Um, Third wife. Yeah, I think it's a very funny thing that, like, uh, the Fox Theater exists uh, on the UCLA campus because uh, it meant that for while the movie was you know before it was released wide it was only released in a theater that had a mix of um like film critics and uh teens who are too uh baby to enjoy themes that are too adult yeah so it was like oh this is a bad mix guys (laughs) like yeah
3: i definitely came Uh, out and they were well during the movie like at parts that i thought were funny it was like it you could sense like the palpable i'm afraid to laugh at this because i find it problematic
4: right Uh, yeah yeah i need to see it um and judge for myself yeah uh just like i watched cuties to see if the if the children were too hot (laughs) like a normal person (laughs) (laughs) um but let, let me real quick um Let's, they let's...
7: weren't hot
4: without makeup. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Th- all right.
7: <laughs>
4: We're gonna segue into my uh, Christmas time viewing. Um, uh, on Christmas Day, I went to go see Spider Man: uh, No Way Home. No, it, uh, wait,
3: is it? Yeah, No Way Home. They have the last two both had Home in the title, which is like what un- is the other one unnecessarily confusing? No Way Homecoming.
4: No, far this was from
7: Home and No Way Home.
4: Yeah. Yeah wait is that right yeah yeah all three had home in it homecoming yeah Mm -hmm. far from home and no way home yeah Mm -hmm.
3: and homecoming
4: oh my god well anyways
3: home um, is where the spider-man is
7: yeah home is where the spider is and the next one's gonna be called spider-man no homo (laughs) (laughs)
4: um so yeah i saw spider-man with my my brother uh, and Francesca and my, uh, very old dad who, uh, you know,
7: <laughs> you was got like, like a spectrum there. Yeah. That's it was great. really,
4: it was, it was every type of mu- movie viewer. There's, you know, my, my brother <laughs> who is like a guy who watches Marvel movies, you know, regular, regular old Joe. Um, and then my, uh, fiance who like does not like most movies <laughs> and especially long ones and especially Marvel, um, and then my dad who likes um uh I think he just likes to go like leave the house. Sure, yeah. A- and he was like, all right, this is a place to go leave the house. And it was during a pandemic, so I was kind of like, I really is a fucked up way to die is <laughs> if he gets <laughs> omicron um during uh, the Spider-Man movie. No, they call it um, hom-
3: Homicron if you see it if yeah, you get it at a Spider-Man right. movie.
4: <laughs> far away homicron and um uh, yeah uh and then uh, yeah so the movie in general is about um brand synergy um <laughs> <Yeah>. and
7: <laughs> i it this is it brilliant like i mean i've never seen like better strategic marketing than that movie in my oh, in my sure. entire life for like, sure like i was my jaw was dropped at how brilliant it was
4: i mean it was a great way to like to to make all of the s- other spider-man movies into like make them canon by saying yeah but they just exist in a different spider universe yeah yeah it was the most I mean, dumb
3: guy fucking was, movie it was great cuz it reminded me <laughs> of, it reminded me of the Sam Raimi spider-man movies and for me I was like oh that's a- i liked I like being reminded of those movies. Remember when Spider-Man <laughs> movies were had uh Willem Dafoe and uh Alfred Molina in them? That was awesome.
4: This is the movie. I'm sorry. Uh I Here the thing is is that I have I only saw Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2 with mm-hmm. the Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah. Those are the good um, ones. right. And then so for me I was like who is everybody else? <laughs> I was
7: <laughs> Dude, they're like, there is an entire meme economy based on Spider-Man 3, yes. Tobey Maguire. And it's worth doing the research just to like, get your feet wet in that pool and understand some of these. Like, there is a jazz storyline, essentially, in that movie that is what? one of the fucking, it's so bonkers and what's dumb. the jazz st- i don't remember the jazz like peter become in in uh spider-man 3 he becomes so-
3: emo spider-man at some point I he's remember.
7: emo spider-man it's oh, yeah. like has he's he's got like a penchant for jazz clubs oh like that's, I have part seen, dar- that's part of his dark that's part of his darkness
4: i have seen that one i forgot <laughs> i saw i saw part three that's the one where uh topher grace is in there right yeah
7: yeah the finest moment
4: yeah oh i forgot i saw that one yeah but this new spider-man first of all i i saw it by the time i had seen it i had already been i think it had been poison-pilled a little bit for me because everyone kept raving about it and i was like asking people like when someone would say like oh did you see new spider-man it's so good i would be like okay okay do you like marvel movies and they would go yeah and i was like okay never mind then and then i just kept doing that over and i was waiting to find someone who was like not really a marvel movie person or wouldn't describe themselves as one to i was waiting for that review and i never got that so i went into it um kind of already with a chip on my shoulder that i was like seeing this movie in the fucking pig pen yeah, and uh, and just like a bunch of like squealing little oinkers all around, just like ready for their <laughs> spidey slop, and <laughs> and it was it was far far better than uh, I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was rump. it was a slop yeah. filled romp. It was a slop filled romp. At the same time, uh, it was um, fucking. It it was uh useless and fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh,
7: <laughs> I, I think that's why I liked it so much. I woke up the next morning going, I think that was like the dumbest thing <laughs> I've ever seen and I I think I loved it. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think that I think that made me happy. I, and like I, I really enjoyed it.
3: I do feel like the Sony produced Marvel movies have uh, like they understand that they're supposed to be stupid. They don't have yeah. quite like the same um, assumption of their own
4: importance as the Marvel produced ones. Sure, sure, and and you know I like that it was uh, it was somewhat st- like it was self effacing, but without doing the like um, the the usual Disney way of it, where everyone it just seems like it was written by like a self aware. Like a uh, mug to camera bot, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? like it, it, mm-hmm. it, it having Andrew Garfield show up and be really insecure that his Spider-Man sucked. <laughs> like that was like that was pretty funny. Um, but <laughs> from the perspective of my dad, who was asleep <laughs> for most of the movie and doesn't know anything about spider man um at one point he woke up. And he had the, this look on his face when it was like there were all of a sudden there were three Spider-Men.
8: <laughs> and he was oh, just like,
4: gosh. it was just like, and he went back to sleep. Like he, 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 he couldn't like, he had, he knew he missed out on why this movie existed and was like, well, I'm stuck here. Uh, might as well get a little bit more shut eye. Um So <laughs> yeah. I will say so it was a that, great like, movie a solid B plus from him. Oh, it was a solid B plus from him, but it really was like <laughs> It was so it was What if three Spider Man? What if we make movie? Okay, so people <laughs> really like when when we first wrote script for first Spider Man, people said that's good he's a good Spider Man. But then we said, oh, we gotta get a new actor. So we get uh, Garfield. Garfield <laughs> does a few more Spider Man and then finally we get Tom Holland, and then they say, "But people miss other two Spider-Man." <laughs> so I wrote script. I said, "What if we put all three Spider-Man together in a universe where them multiple men have made of spiders?" <laughs> and then, and then we get it, a William Defoe back, and he's still bad guy. <laughs> William it, Dafoe,
6: it, it is pretty fucking embarrassing. I haven't seen the movie, but it is pretty embarrassing now that you pointed out that. The only people that could possibly get excited for this are fucking adults,
3: right? Yeah. No, I took yes. my I, I took like, my eight year old stepson and my nephew to see it, and like they liked it because you know there's Dude. like action and people shooting no. webs and shit. But uh, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, there's they don't know who all these fucking people are. Like, why? Yeah. They don't.
7: Like, yeah. They were not. Yeah. Even- but like that's that's the power of an IP IP like this for a company yeah. like Sony. Right now, they, they are like in the war room going, how do we repackage all this based mm-hmm. on this? Like those movies, those original three movies are killing on VOD. And it's mm-hmm. not it's not fucking adults. It's like the kids that didn't see that. And now they've got, it, it's become like a transmedia empire, mm-hmm. What what this has become. And then they've tied in all their other sort of like, offshoot spinoffs into the tom holland thing Mm -hmm. the universe that now exists across five other movies and they can essentially there's like a there's a petition saying let's do another spider-man movie with andrew garfield like (laughs) that's more than a possibility so they can make spider-man movies with three different spider-mans with like all the villain movies that can tie across all those and then when they end it the, the the ending not to spoil anything they sort of like had an out to if they wanted to sony can divorce the marvel cinematic universe and continue with the spider-man like
4: oh shit. when
7: that happened in the movie i was like you just fucking cut off the mcu and gave yourself like a brand new start for like another trilogy so they started like this massive new sony empire based on like some movies that really didn't work and yes. then a couple that totally did based on another like production company's steam and branding
3: yeah I think it's, the, the interesting thing about it to me is like when you set out to make a superhero movie like you're essentially trying to make like the most simple kind of story you can mm-hmm. like you're like oh it's gonna be good guy fights a bad guy uh, you know, it's got to stop evil. Like it's already done. Like the f- the fucking blanks have already been filled in. But because of like commercial necessities, where you're like, oh, I have to make, I have to make five other movies make sense in this universe uh, mm-hmm. and set up futures installments of it. It inevitably becomes like the most insanely complicated story yeah. that you have ever <laughs> yeah. that you've ever watched.
7: What, what it is, it
4: give peripheral character glowy eyes. <laughs> at the it's end like those, his eyes glow and it's a hint of maybe magic later
7: it's like maybe. i used to get really pissed off when kids did this in the neighborhood but you'd take like gi joe's he-mans mm. and like all these other action figures and have some dumb like add war with them i was like no no, no 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 just keep the star wars stuff with the star wars stuff but this is somebody doing that they're like mashing yeah. all this dumb shit together like a child in a cul-de-sac yeah
3: the one thing I, I that it's work
7: i think it's working the uh,
3: the one thing that i didn't understand is that uh jamie fox shows up and he's like what how come there's no he's black like, sp- cool now well he's like why aren't there any black spider men and it's like this wink wink like hey remember yeah into the spider because that's then, coming
7: next from song
3: okay but like why didn't why wasn't he one of the spider-men in the spot i guess what because he wasn't peter parker or i don't know
4: That'd be too many Spider Men. Yeah, four too many.
7: Because then that's 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 delving into too many Spider Men. Yeah, there's
4: like yeah, there's a a healthy balance of Spider Men's that you can have before it's just like fucking. Look, you know, people can be like, "That's too many." Three is a Spider
3: Company, and four is a Spider Crowd. You know,
4: that's so true, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all in all, it was like a solid B plus movie. Yeah, but like it also. It was also very, it was, uh, it was, na- it, w- it was, you
3: feel like you're watching naked commerce the whole time. Yes. Like, yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It makes me, it, you feel very dirty watching it and, um, you know, I, having to explain I who Alfred it. Molina is to tweens. Yeah. You're like, have you seen I've, Frida? I did not
6: seen it yet, but is there, is there a part where somebody tears open the suit and sucks his dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Kind of, um, and it's the crowd. Well, there is like, a weird thing where, like, they keep talking they, about it, it's in 3D, and then they tell you to open your mouth. the audience Honestly, though, like, what's coming up next is Marvel Dick, yeah. No, it'll be like Como vision and it'll just be like all these like, Spider Man piggies, the, it'll be all the bedrooms just fucking the, yeah. the screen, and everybody <laughs> in the audience, like. Yeah, yeah open your mouth it'll be like the,
3: the movie within the movie of bruno where like yeah. you know, where you go down his dick hole do you remember do yes. you Remember that
7: yeah oh yeah i mean Dude, it's it, this yeah. totally reminded me of something so i was bored at work this is 2016 and i put a put out a craigslist ad saying that i need a screenplay i need some but i need a, a seasoned uh screenwriter i've just secured the rights to the 1970s Diarrhea Man comics and we're moving fast and would like to get into production by like October and I got like 70 responses and I found them all in my email and this one guy (laughs) this one guy says okay hold on this is too good he goes hey congratulations on securing the rights to Diarrhea Man I remember the cartoons from some underground animation festival so, this guy's like lying and saying <laughs> about diarrhea, man. And it's like, dude, I made up diarrhea man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, there was a Spider Man parallel here, but I completely lost. It. I'll keep <laughs> doing it. <You> just... <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to learn more about the project. <laughs> yeah.
4: Did you ever contact him and just start making up more diarrhea man facts?
7: Um, I wrote back one guy and I was going back with him. And I was like, it looks like we're going with Netflix on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I think you should, really excited. you should actually like crowdsource a Diarrhea Man movie, like as a Nathan for you kind of thing where mm-hmm. you try to synthesize all these people's spec scripts for uh, Diarrhea Man into like a larger expanded universe.
7: It's not a bad idea.
4: Yeah. It's a pretty good one
7: um i think my b- my recent project i worked in a very popular tv series for bbc england <laughs> Shore agadajulu what monica bellucci sorry <laughs> <laughs>
6: now so, on the diarrhea man
4: um so i think we do need to uh talk about the ultimate fucking um piss pig movie um <laughs> of 2021 uh The Matrix 4 Resurrections. Yeah. So we all Good. saw Matrix 4, is that right?
7: Yeah. Oh my god, boy did I ever.
4: Okay. So um another polarizing st- movie. Very polarizing movie. <laughs> I'm just I'm going to start out with conclusions. Great movie. Loved every second of it and um can't wait for more Matrix fun in the future. I just
3: hope anyone else kind of thought Yeah, I hope they put more of Will Smith's family in it. Yeah.
7: (laughs) Dude, I just don't understand how people keep referring to this as a beloved franchise. It's like there was like one like pretty awesome movie, and then the rest was kind of a couple of people searching for something great up their own ass. Yeah, Yeah,
3: I was talking about this with Justin Halpern, like the first one, you really thought that because it was like sort of narrow in scope you thought that they had specific ideas about like what the matrix was and like what yeah. the rules of the matrix universe are and then in like four movies they still have not come they keep broadening the scope without making any sort of rules about what the matrix is and uh like what it's. well no one can be told what
4: the matrix is vince
3: you have to see
7: it for yourself (laughs) but it's like it's sort of a sad thing because you have to look at the the time when that movie came out like nobody was there there wasn't too much money going into like action spectaculars like that mm-hmm. and then you see one that's mildly original and r- really fucking fun like i watched the the original one a couple months ago and i, I remembered like how awesome i thought it was like high as fuck, like in my mm-hmm. early 20s or something thinking like oh, yeah. wow nobody's making movies like this and then it had a bunch of clones but it, it's like when it, it gets past the filmmakers uh comprehension of why it worked yeah i think that's kind of (laughs) sad yeah like it kind of sucks because it's like it just gives you a big head about all all the billions of dollars you have now going into the future
3: i as a different as a movie i felt like the first 30 minutes or so where they're making fun of the idea of uh having a matrix sequel And sort of just like ripping on the studio for even wanting to make it. For forcing them to do it. Yeah, like that was pretty good. And then as soon as they actually have to uh, complete the task of making a Matrix sequel, then it's just like, well, it just turned into nonstop uh, mumbo jumbo.
4: Yeah, but I think that the the abundance of mumbo jumbo was part of of the i I don't know like it was part of the drowning a pig in its slop type thing (laughs) like oh you like this you eat it eat it you know now you gotta smoke a a whole pack of matrixes. it's like an iraqi fucking soldier pouring oil into an american soldier's mouth you want your precious oil take your oil you know
7: yeah so the one thing that was just like it made me like you know not even face palm, but like try and pull the skin off my face it was so <laughs> dumb was so in the matrix they had this they create it was like a revolutionary innovative method of shooting someone in 360 degrees which yeah. you can kind of like do in five minutes on your phone now yeah. but they had like something like a hundred cameras flashing still images that they would composite into one thing hidden behind a green screen and they, they, the the photographers that came up with this method referred to it as bullet time, right? And I don't remember specific. There was some specific technical reason as to why it was called bullet time. So mm-hmm. now, the the creators have infused that into the script, yeah, <laughs> as something that it really like. I mean, I don't think it originally was considered how they're referencing it in the movie. Okay, but yeah, that became a major plot point. I so was like. I was blown away well, the fact that they used bullet time uh, because it was once known as this massive innovation in filmmaking. And mm-hmm. now it's this cheap and dirty, cheeky joke, yes. which is a good analogy for like the, the entire movie.
4: I right. That, I, I feel like that is I feel like, again, this is all intentional. First of all, bullet time i only first remembered what bullet, bullet time was was uh because of the video game max Payne, <laughs> yeah. um, and they got it wrong
7: they got yeah. it wrong they got they they were using it wrong
4: right yeah it, like, they thought that bullet time is just when time s- slows down and sure. so you can dodge bullets as opposed to this it being this like you know the complicated rig of whatever but uh, for me all of this shit, like the branding of bullet time, the the having the Merovingian show up and say, you know, talk about his, like the fucking spin-off, you know, the Frenchman who's yeah. now like a homeless yeah. dude.
3: Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you know. He
7: was dressed like Robin Williams from that Terry Gilliam. Movie. Yeah, the Fisher King. Yeah, yeah that's what like, he was. It was and like he an says, homage to Fisher King
4: our sequel spinoff franchise isn't over or something like that. And runs away like shit like that. And then fucking, um, you know, just having what is clearly, I mean, just the movie feels like it was Lana Wachowski writing it with a gun to her head and just deciding we're going to execute this in a way that, um, like forces people like spoon feeds them lines and nostalgia that yeah, is sadly, make them I, think hate it was, it.
7: I think it was the other way around. She was like writing it and fingering her clit. Like <laughs> I mean, this was this was like her fever dream of exactly what she'd want to do with the franchise. I, like she talks about how important and emotionally mm-hmm. like cathartic it was to do. I think this. it's all
4: part of the grift, though. I think it's all I think that she's playing a character who thinks that all of this is important, but it's not, and she knows it because it is At one point, he he writes or he says, uh, I still know Kung Fu, which, man, there's that is that can't be something that she wrote without (laughs) being like. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, fuck you guys. You fucking want another Matrix? Here's your fucking Matrix. I mean, there's
7: the the whole scene where his
3: developer is being like, yeah, we're just going to make this without you if you don't uh, help us make it. And it was like, that felt very much like I'm addressing the audience and they're forcing me to make this movie.
4: He he literally says, our parent company, Warner Brothers, will do (laughs) this with or without you. And I'm like, Guys, this is (laughs) come on. This has to be on purpose. Um, And then, Bobby, you pointed out something that I didn't even notice the first time around, which just sealed the deal for me as to what this movie was about. Um. The last song, the song that plays, just like in every Matrix movie, a Rage Against the Machine song plays, <laughs> but it's not Rage this time. It's a cover band known as Brass Against the Machine.
7: Brass which recently, against, I think
3: it's just called Brass Against. But yeah,
7: okay, Brass Against. Yeah. Which recently, nobody really cares. They're the piss band.
4: That's
7: yeah. how you know them. <laughs> yeah, they uh,
4: they became famous when the lead singer brought someone on stage, uh, mm-hmm. a, a man on stage, and pissed uh, on his face. While singing a song, you probably saw that yeah. you know video into, into on, his mouth. on the internet.
7: Into if you it. haven't, you got some work to do. This it's amazing, the best, best thing easily that happened this year.
4: And it's <laughs> literally the song that plays at the end. It's the exact same song. It's the song that they were playing while she was pissing on the man.
7: And I knew it. Like, it's the exact, the exact part second. of that song. It's the exact yeah, part of that the, song. The, when the first note came in, like the palm-muted guitar, I, I said, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was fucking howl laughing. It was like the perfect ending to like the most embarrassing monologue. Like that yeah. whole last scene was just like, oh God. And then it ends with the piss song. <laughs> like all I saw, all I saw was that bald dude going, Brrr, <laughs> I mean, but don't oh you my think, God, it's so good, Bobby? Don't you think that's yeah.
4: intentional? Oh, that that's not absolutely. A, a clear, I, don't, I don't. It's a metaphor. You, this is a movie. Drink the piss, you fucking piss you,
7: pigs. You have to understand that, like, I, I've, I, I've sort of like, accidentally surrounded myself in a milieu of unaware, like, mm-hmm. unaware filmmakers, like really bad filmmakers. Yeah. So. I I can't tell anymore. I don't. I would like to believe that. Yeah. Oh, God, this was so brilliant. Yeah. Tommy Wiseau was in on the joke. Yeah. He knew. Yeah. No, No. I don't. I don't think so. I think this is just like. Uh, You might be right. Bad. (laughs) I think this is really bad.
4: Listen, I think that's absolutely possible that it's bad. But I don't. For me, there's like part of it that I don't care a little bit because I feel like um, filmmakers often. Um, d- don't get their choices correct. Dude, like,
7: th- like if,
1: it,
4: if, it, was, they, if it was, they'll name their intention, that, and then I'll be like, "That can't possibly be your intention. You're so wrong your about other, why this what is are good." What are
7: your other? What are your other favorite Wachowski movies?
4: Um, Matrix One, Matrix Two, Matrix Three. What's the one
6: where okay. Tom Hanks? There's talks no, no fucking there's weird. Like, I like that stupid yeah, movie. Yeah,
7: no, I'm Cla- sorry. There,
3: there Alice is no, was great is no, until like the last twenty minutes. I thought.
7: Yeah, but there's not really a track record that would insinuate this is part of a brilliant fuck you to Warner Brothers and a self aware commentary. I don't yeah, think it's really hard like, to tell.
3: Sure, like because half of it, half of it was yes, drink my piss, you piss pigs, and and on, and yeah. on that level, I appreciated it. But then the other <laughs> half was. The reason people like The Matrix is because it was this great love story between Neo and
6: Trinity <laughs> yeah, and come like on, man. even
3: in the first one that was laughable. It was like the most laughable part of an otherwise good movie was that there was like this deep love affair between these two characters who are kind of just like action figures doing bullet time yeah. like they're not yeah, really- but love
4: is what beat uh, fucking. That's what that's what wins the day. Yeah. Though.
5: Well, also the, right. the, the like the larger problem.
4: Hey, the larger problem with this movie is like there's no bad guy like what was the bad
3: guy in all this like they they Neil Patrick back- Harris the new
4: architect yeah, he's okay. bad because he wants to make the matrix in a, a way that's like where love can't happen between these two <laughs> characters but he kept them right. alive for some reason because he kept them alive so that the strength of them could be inside of the matrix yeah you just don't love. get it their love okay. powers
3: the reactor that's it I their guess.
4: love powers is extra power and their manipulation By manipulating them, they get more power for their batteries, okay?
7: See, this is what happens when you stigmatize aimless fun. Like, there (laughs) has to be some deeper fucking, like, brilliance behind the whole, like... There is,
4: dude. It is brilliant. It's like, okay, so...
7: It's okay just to have a dumb, loud, enjoyable movie. That's fine.
4: Though, at this point in the Matrix real world... Uh the the all the uh machines are doing civil war with each other.
7: Um, so, uh-huh. Oh wait, can we talk about the Disney robot friends that they had? In this movie? <laughs> all those guys are awesome. I, I died laughing when the chick like gets off the one and she goes, "Thank you, Subebe." <laughs> like that was my favorite line in the whole movie and I rewound yeah. it like 6 times. "Thank you, Sibebe?" It's basically Subebe.
3: like this movie is basically if they let jeremy strong do like a, write the whole succession sequel where like <laughs> that that guy that thinks uh succession is check off like if you right. let him plan and shoot uh the next season of succession yeah
7: <laughs> he would then get it correct and
4: it would be great <laughs> is what you're saying
7: but can we talk about how fucking ugly this movie is and how you probably shouldn't yeah, shoot yeah cuz the matrix scenes is- and <laughs> in wide shots like it's a civil war reenactment with techno like it yeah. doesn't it just didn't make any sense. Well, And okay, it looked like they so, were yeah. under they looked like they were they had some constraints due to the pandemic or something. Because everything yeah. was so like I mean for a movie that that is an action movie, the stuff that was wide and static was like did it act was this a choice or was this a decision that had to ma- be made within budgetary restraints?
4: There were okay. There were some questions I had. For example, <laughs> um, n- they say now they don't use payphones to get out of the matrix anymore. You need to
3: direct all of your questions to Priyanka yeah. Chopra. She knows all the answers.
4: I will ask Priyanka, yeah. A.K.A. Sati, who mm-hmm. was a program who created a very beautiful sky. Anyways, <laughs> um, so they they don't get out of the phone fo- uh, out of the matrix through the phones, which means that they can now just get out of the matrix whenever. Um, which uh, was confusing because at the moment when they like steal Trinity's body from the egg, um, rather than the, it being like okay, let's all right, we're done, let's get out, um, they have to do a runaway from from zombie scene uh, where everyone is like nine ing themselves uh, into but, into the ground.
7: I also thought it was uh, funny. Because why? Because couldn't one point they in just the movie, take them out? Like, at one point in the movie, I was like, this reminds me, this kind of reminds me of the happening, like at the pace it's going. Yeah. And then I was like, wow, that's kind of the happening.
4: Yeah. But, you know, but, but there's more, it's more deep than that though, Bobby.
7: You think you say that's what you say.
4: <laughs> yeah. But I know about art. So, all right. So it's more yeah, deep you than say. that. Yeah. Yeah. What I say is correct, <laughs> except for, I don't understand why they had to, they, I don't know why they couldn't just unplug everyone as soon as they got her out of the egg. But other than that, the movie made total sense. Like, ask me any and question there, about there, the movie. I know the answer.
6: Dude, there's literally, there's literally a part where there's like seven of the agents and they all have fully automatic machine guns. Yeah. And they are standing about four and a half feet from the girl with the blue hair. And yeah. she just decides to make a run for it. And they yeah. and they just squeeze the trigger. They're just like seven fully automatic handguns going off behind her, and she just is not getting hit. And it's like, so right, she well, okay. At this point, I can answer that. She, she she's very fast. Him.
4: She bullet timed them. <laughs> she's very fast,
6: so but she, she can wasn't bullet timing.
4: No, but she uh, but she's very fast at it, and they're bad at shooting. Next question. Anyone <laughs> else got a question? No, well, actually, I got a question. Yeah, go this ahead, is Bobby. In
7: the Matrix. What would your Matrix name names be, y'all? Oh. I would be 720p. <laughs> oh,
4: that would that's be good. my name
7: for the Matrix. Oh, that's shit. 720p. He's not really up to snuff. <laughs> um,
4: what would my Matrix? be? I would be? be NTSC. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a TV format. It's a, there was oh, okay. it's a broadcast standard. <laughs> yeah, the standard it. definition. Oh, is that what that means? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my name would be like. Uh, uh, Daddy Long Leg, Big Dick, <laughs> lead, something like that. La Matt, yeah, probably La Matt. Matt. No, but it was like Daddy, yeah. Daddy's Dick, something that like made girls <laughs> horny for me.
6: Daddy's Dick, Daddy's Dick. I, what is the girls like? Their daddy's, daddy's Dick. dick. With yeah, everyone likes Daddy's. like Daddy's Dick. it's <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's Dick. Just this bullets. is the ship.
7: This is the My name, would be, well, there's the docking my name station. would be
6: Zammer. Like Hammer, but with the Z.
4: Yeah. Zammer. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then you'd be like, hey, you want to see Zaddy sick? Zammer? That,
6: you, guys th- you guys thought it uh, it was going to be stupid. And then it was fucking, you're like, that's actually good. No, that's a matrix. good name, Zammer. Good.
4: That's really Zammer. good.
6: Zammer. And I'd have a vest and biceps.
4: <laughs> biceps Zammer. under or over the vest?
6: uh, uh un- oh well i would be wearing the vest without a shirt underneath and then biceps Zammer. oh it, biceps I would be really strong even for the matrix it would be really strong it wouldn't be biceps
4: are b- arm muscles okay. it wouldn't be beef rider
7: no
6: beef rider
7: that would be disrespectful beef, to that would be like a, a crew ride. of people like beef and rider
3: uh huh. <laughs> I feel like the the um like Will and Jada Smith. I feel like they're constantly nagging each other in the media, and now like they have it in their contracts that if one of them does a movie with stupid makeup, the other one <laughs> has to like try and one up them with stupider makeup.
4: Yeah, but I mean, listen. they're so fucking crazy.
6: I wouldn't be surprised if they're just walking around like, like inside <laughs> yeah. their house, just fucking speaking gibberish to each other.
4: <laughs> I thought it was great that Jada Pinkett played um, the same character that she played from before, but with a lot of old person makeup, so that she looked um, unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. And then they made her character just be like, "I hate you guys," and then that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
6: oh, well, I hate but she, she was Matrix. more powerful. Yeah, Yeah,
4: I like that. It was
3: weird. It was like I could sense her aura through the makeup, and Mm -hmm. like because I only realized it was Jada Pinkett like halfway through the movie, and (laughs) I had this sort of, uh, I I had this feeling that this character was really annoying, and I couldn't figure out why. And then it all it all sort of clicked when I realized it was Will Smith's wife. I was like, oh yeah, that's why, because uh, you know, would be a good
7: idea. Charlie Kaufman should write a screenplay about their like jada pinkett smith and will smith trying to poison each other <laughs> dude i actually met J- jada
6: jada jada, jada, yeah. jada and 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 willow
8: mm. and they
6: were the fucking like nicest people of course like, they were so they were so fucking nice and like sweet and like i don't know like in the job i was working it was like most people would just kind of like half pay attention you know? They would just like talk to you like, okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Willow was like, so fucking polite and like sweet. And uh, yeah, it just for how crazy they seem in the, in the media, you're like, why do these people seem so fucking like nice and normal? And
4: I love that. There's like, <laughs> there's like a third Will Smith like son or whatnot, just sneaking up behind you with a straw trying to suck your blood <laughs> <laughs> and just like, no, no, no. Keep him engaged in conversation. <laughs> we want regular guy blood
7: the apology from the piss band about the pissing <laughs> on stage and i can't find it but it's like the one of the whatever guy wrote it was like yeah, our singer got a little carried away <laughs> Yeah. Like, and that that doesn't represent us. What?
3: Which is dumb because that yeah, was again, it, that was like the most exciting thing that happened. And yeah.
6: most like and it, metal raging yeah. machine type and shit. Absolutely
7: absurd. Too,
4: yeah. You know. I i love that someone wrote an article that was like, This is what's wrong with rock and roll. And I was like, What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Give me a break. I, I mean, just because it was like this seems to uh kind of exists a little bit in a vacuum of like we haven't had a like rock and roll is disgusting conversation in a while and i feel like this was um is more like oh this is this is what's really, what's wrong with florida conversation <laughs> like that would make more sense to me but um i yeah i i thought it was like badass and cool yeah no. No, yeah, I see, put do, a bow do you on,
7: think they, they put, put a bow on that fucking movie? It did. I'm telling you. Like, it did. That was one of the funniest things I've seen all year. Also, if Dude, I had
3: just, just, I had been at that concert, I would have been going crazy with how awesome it was.
7: Oh, oh yeah. yeah, but like, so you watch especially that movie, when the guy the the piss has been that song and like those mm-hmm. words and that build up has been ingrained in your fucking brain yeah. so then you like watch the matrix and then the the old piss feeling starts coming back
4: i'm telling it's you it's like it was like the
7: best it was like almost a tarantino move like evoking uh emotion through sound and picture i think
6: yeah there was like a really dope part where he's just like the guy getting pissed on the light hitting him just right and he's like she shakes, yeah. it, and all the piss goes flying, and it looks yeah. fucking so cool, like a dog,
4: fucking just like trying to get, yeah, dry. trying to drink out of a sprinkler. Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so hot, solid man. B plus for the Matrix Four, and um, I, I think solid B plus for um this year uh, at uh, at the movies, uh-huh. man.
3: I would upgrade it to an A minus if there was more piss references. That's true.
4: Like- That's true. <laughs> I like.
7: I like Gucci. I gotta say, Gucci. You're a big way House of Gucci guy. I no. I loved it. Loved it. I absolutely loved Nothing's
4: it. Nothing's better than Matrix. All Matrix, all day. Uh, also, saw Power of the Dog. Uh, didn't like it. Um, <laughs> long, long, and boring. Um, and uh, Johnny Greenwood, um, you should not do uh, scores for movies that suck because the only uh, you're it, like he did the score for um, a bunch of PT Anderson movies. Like I think he did for uh, there will be blood. And it's like that kind of um, like weird dissonant thing that he does with uh violin strings um, on a good movie. It makes it even better on a bad movie. It makes it long and boring and suck. So um, it so like that- makes it stressful. It makes it stressful and not in a fun way. So um, power of the dog, Worst movie of the year. Um. <laughs>
6: but there's a there's a part of Hasaguchi where uh, Jared Leto goes Don't tell me what the fuck is it fuck you said. don't I'll bring it up. Don't Can tell me it it's is a chocolate don't he goes, Don't feed me caca caca and tell me it's a chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Don't
7: confuse a shit with a It's <laughs> yeah.
8: very
7: much the same but he goes but they're, but they're different i should know yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, it's sort of like super a mario he's eaten shit before which was i mean i yeah. was i was dying and like we I talked died. to rachel when we drove through oregon joe and she was like this one part of the movie joe was the only person in the theater like crying laughing <laughs> and when I, when i was doing the same thing i was like this had to have been that part <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> i did enjoy that the gucci family was mad uh because al pacino's like too short to play that they're like no he was a tall a handsome man and you get at least a short guy <laughs> dude. dude by the, the way that's the part about that, that movie...
6: al
7: pacino Oh, sorry,
6: sorry. No, I was just gonna say that was the first movie I've seen Al Pacino in in like two decades where he actually sh-
7: shreds. I mean, Even he's a he Jeremy Irons, Italian, though
4: he's a great but actor. But Jeremy
7: Irons, yeah. he like he just gives up like halfway through <laughs> on like the accent, and it just turns yeah. into like, <laughs> so we're Gucci, we're a <laughs> family, right? I mean, it's like like he gets even more Italian. Yeah, it's like almost even more English than he usually is playing an English guy. (laughs) Hey, I've got that Jared Leto clip. Here we go. Let's just roll it.
0: Oh, we both know it's for the best. Both. Never confuse shit with chocolate. (laughs) They may look the same but the taste
7: yeah, really different. Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I know. the like that Jared Leto is 50, 50 years old, dude. He's so good. He's he, he looks he was great. Like, he's like, this is gonna be my Mad TV. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I think that's been a pod. I don't know what you uh, what you guys think. I think we've talked about every movie this year. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. Did I, did I ever tell you
6: plenty, guys uh, Jared more Leto, the Jared Leto story where we were like catering a job with J- Jared Leto is at this fancy house. Jared Leto shows up like an hour late and then he goes in and and he takes a shot. Like everybody's like, where the fuck is Jared Leto? Like he shows up an hour late, 45 minutes go by. They're like, where's Jared? Like go, somebody go find him. Finally he comes out he's wearing a it's not his house. he's wearing a robe and he's taking a shower and he's like, this fucking house has amazing water pressure. you guys gotta take a shower and everybody's yeah. just like there's nobody's taking a shower what the fuck are you talking
7: about? yeah, I've really flipped on him. I, I love my leto. yeah he's great.
4: Well where can we find you guys on the internet?
7: <laughs> I left the, the internet. internet years ago. Yeah. Oh, I on did you can find me on Instagram. I had to set up, I had to show this to a friend uh so I cut the piss song into the a bootleg scene from the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um so you can find that on my YouTube page if you really really want to feel it. Well, yeah. what what's your recommend page? it. It's uh wait, what's that? what's your youtube page name bobby oh, hacker bobby, bobby hacker is my name no gimmicks
4: <laughs> all right bobby hacker check him out on youtube jose and Co, check him out on all the socials patreon.com slash broadcast for all of these beautiful episodes where we talk about movies for a long 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 time <laughs> and um <laughs> uh broadcast at gmail.com for all your questions comments and concerns 2021 is almost over i just wanted to say that at some point um vince what's the google voice number 415-275-0030 all right everyone thank you again so much for your continued listening and until next year good night and good shins